Hey everybody, it's Andrew, and yes, you are hearing correctly, we are back. Uh, just a quick reminder, today's episode, as always, is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks. They have over 200,000 for you to choose from, including Neil deGrasse Tyson's Astrophysics for People in a Hurry and Trevor Noah's book, Born a Crime. I highly recommend Trevor Noah's book. Uh, it's fantastic and really funny. And it's Neil deGrasse Tyson, his book. It, it's Neil deGrasse Tyson. That man could read the full book to me, and I would pay. Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash theater and that, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible, plus a free audiobook. Get one of those books I mentioned. Get something else. I'm not the boss of you. Do whatever you want. But I will tell you to go to audibletrial.com slash theater and that. Hey, Roberta. Hi, Andrew. I haven't seen you in two months. I know. We have different hair. We do. Mine's blue. Yours is short. Yeah. Yeah. I ran into the salon and said, cut this all off. I want to look like I'm in treatment for something. <laughs> I can <laughs> I can picture that completely. And what's really sad is that my hairstylists completely understand me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, should we just get to the episode? Absolutely. I am very happy to see you, and I'm happy to be back. Exactly. Steve, start the music. <clears throat> Gotta throw up the salute to the number one city. It's the 412. I call the Pittsburgh. Andrew is here to tell you a word or two. His middle name is Peter. He brought Roberta along to talk about some things. Steel City acting so hot, I might break the heater. Even the greater can hang. People can rap a lot on the track. And as a matter of fact, so can Roberta and Andrew. In this city, there is nothing that you can't do. So you might as well sit back. Open up your ears so you can hear good crap. And relax, because it's the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Theater and That, the leading source for theater news in the Berg and theater news in general. I'm Andrew Wolf. With me as always is the lovely Roberta Hans. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Roberta. And we have a special guest today. That's right, we're back with the guests. A uh, friend of the podcast, friend of mine since I've been trying to think, like 2003? 2001, I think. Really? Yeah. Uh, Tom Pertulipak. Tom, say hello to the people. Hello, hello, Andrew. Hello, Roberta. Uh, so, let's just start talking about some theater news, okay. since we haven't been here in forever. Uh, do you want to do a quick Tony Award re recap? Uh, didn't I trounce you a little bit Yeah, on you that? did. On the, yeah, Our on little, the predictions? Yeah. Do you really want to go over that? No, because <laughs> it, it pains me, because Dear Evan Hansen won everything. Well, you were a little afraid of that. I, I knew what was going to happen. It just <clears> annoys me to no end, because... It's a good show. Don't get me wrong, listener. Don't send me your angry tweets. Uh, I it's just I just can't get into it. I don't know what it is. It I like the first two songs and then the fourth song and that's it. Um, it's the same thing with their other musical this year, La La Land, because it's the same guys who did La La Land. Um, I like a couple songs and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they have another new musical coming out with Hugh Jackman. Uh, the the movie? Yeah, the, the greatest uh, show on earth yeah, or whatever. Or the, the great showman, I think yeah, it's called. Uh, about P.T. Barnum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Zach Efron is in it. As what? He, he is 
in the clips that I've seen, Hugh Jackman upstages him. <laughs> so, it's not that hard to do. Well, no, not with not, not with, with Hugh Jackman. Well, and Zach looks like a deer in the headlights a little bit, so it'll be very interesting. I happen to like that. I'm a, kind of a sucker for circus shows, movies, and and stuff about circuses and that sort of thing. Especially if there's like a, you know, gallery of freaks. <laughs> Your favorite movie is Freaks, isn't it? <laughs> Google gobble, Google gobble. We won't make you one of us. Um, yeah, if you haven't watched that, go see it. It's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, Tony recap. Dear Evan Hansen won everything. I am sad. I bought Roberta lunch as per our agreement. Yes. Um, so, quit begging me for it. Uh, you mean the lunch? Yeah, the lunch. Okay. Calm down. Uh, well, uh... I know that you wanted more from, like, Dolly. I wanted more from Great Comet. Yeah. I wanted... The Dolly presentation, I, it didn't wow me, but I liked David Hyde Pierce, so I was okay with it. Yeah. You mean that debacle of them, you know, substituting the, him coming out as opposed to the big production number they were supposed to do. Yeah. Well, our friend Tom is sitting here. Yes, let's get this. He actually saw a great comment. Oh, did he? I did. Yes. What did you think, Tom? Um, it was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it was. I've never seen a theater converted so much as this theater was converted for this show. Every, the entire stage was converted into audience, and the entire playing space was ramps that went through the audience that was the converted stage as well as the actual house. And I was seated in a cocktail table. It was cabaret style, and uh, you're very much part of the show. So it was it was pretty incredible. Now, which cast did you see? Did you see Groban? Did you? I see... saw Josh Groban after he came back into the show. Okay, yeah, because he left for like a couple weeks. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, you didn't see Oak. <laughs> no, who's Oak? Uh, the Mighty Oak from Hamilton came oh, in. No, 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 no. 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 Uh, Josh Groban was great. I mean, once he... His voice is so... Much more than you get from most musical theater singers. Yeah, yeah, Once he sang, I kind of... Everybody else sang really, really well. But there was something really special about his voice that stood out a lot. Yeah. Good to know. Um, I'm not telling you to go look at the bootleg on YouTube. But if you want, it's... This is not the Great Comet. <laughs> um, just search for that and you'll be fine I'm not telling you to do it go do it uh, do we want to talk about the whole casting debacle they had with announcing Mandy Patinkin oh that was really just sad yeah it was sad Yeah, and I get why they had to do it because they need names for a show but at the same time it was just done poorly and yeah. now it's going to close and it makes me sad yeah it was really uh not well thought out. Yeah. And I totally get... Of course, Mandy... As far as I'm concerned, Mandy Patinkin can kind of just read the phone book. You know, and I'm enthralled. But, I mean, they absolutely had... They're, they're just trying to save the show. They've invested... You know, it's a hugely... Huge financial commitment show that they did. Refurbishing the theater and all this. I mean, it's a, it's a big, big ticket. And so they had to find a way to, you know, make money off of it for their investors. So I get it that they were trying to bring a name in that would draw. Yeah. 
Um, but it was it, that was a public relations nightmare. Oh god, yeah. And Mandy Patinkin, he doesn't put up with crap. Yeah, no. He was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I was told one thing, apparently not. So I'm not going to do it. Goodbye. You know, he's walked away from much more lucrative jobs before. <laughs> <laughs> he was on um, Chicago Hope, I think he he was on that. And he he got to a point where he didn't want to be on it anymore, and he just walked. And he was that was. Did he do that with Criminal Minds too? He did, and he was he and he did that for several seasons, and that was a big paycheck. Yeah, a uh, huge paycheck for him. And um, he just got tired of the how things were being run, and he just walked. And that's what he does. If he's not happy with the quality, if he's not happy with what you know what he thinks the direction things should go, then he doesn't have a problem, you know. And and it's he's done that in lean times. He he did that when he couldn't get a job. Yeah. So that's just he's a he very principled principled yeah. man. Well, it's thinking. kind of this this artist thing. I guess he's got going, but. Um, so he can, you know, he, that's, that's how he rolls. And yeah. I, I get that, but it was a bad, it was really not a good position to put him in. Yeah. You know, so the, the PR people or whoever decided to, you know, make that move like that, it was not well done. Not so. well done at all. Uh, back on the local side, uh, we got shows opening up all over the place. Mr. Burns and Electric Pledge, while Pierce is doing that, it's getting rave reviews. Cloud Nine just opened up as we record this last night. Uh, through Line, they're at the Henry Hyman this season. Um, and let and me let me just tell you too: if you've never seen a Carol Churchill play, if you don't know Carol Churchill, if you don't understand the kind of the sensibility from that playwright, Cloud Nine's a really really super good one to go and and see. Yeah, I mean we had the benefit of. Um, uh, Vinegar Tom. Yes. Which was kind of my first intro to Carol Churchill. So anything after that, uh, you know, I started reading. And I, I just, they're, they are very relevant pieces, I think. And, and Cloud Nine is, is one of the more developed and, and uh, I mean, emotionally accessible. Yes. So I recommend it. As do I, but full disclosure, I am the marketing director at ThruLine now. So, yeah. This is not a paid. I did not know that, yeah. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> they called me. They're like, "Hey, you want to be a marketing director?" I'm like, okay. So that's awesome. Yes, that's awesome. But they need a home. They do. We need they a home. Need so a if home. you have a space and you want a really awesome theater company, um, I can tell you our season next year. Oh. Um, the through line is make them make them laugh. Uh, so it's going to open up once uh, my file opens up here. So give me a second. Um, and it's going to take forever because my computer's slow. They're going to open up a cost with Lupin Igeo, uh, by Steve Martin. Then they're going to do the government inspector by Nikolai Google, Google, and then Ubu Roy, Ubu Roy by Alfred and Jerry. Um, go to the throughlinetheater.org for up-to-date information concerning next season. But yeah, we're going to have a good season next year. Um, that's not what I wanted. Those of you that, that don't know about Throughline, they always choose a theme and then choose... Hence the name. Yeah, choose pieces that are, you know, they can attribute to the theme. So it's always very interesting. And um, they, just to kind of give them some kudos, <clears throat> they choose really kind of left-of-the-path pieces. Yeah. You know, they're not... It, 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 you're going to get something very new... 
sometimes, you know, things that you've never heard of, playwrights that you've never heard of, but they really have, have uh, kind of gotten into that niche of doing kind of, you know, um, exceptional pieces that just are not well known. Exactly. So, um, and that's one of, the re one of the main reasons why I love working with them, because they do bring a lot of these lesser-known shows or lesser-known playwrights to the wide audience in Pittsburgh. And the Pittsburgh audiences love it. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you get to see a really well-done show by a playwright or a show or a playwright that may become your new favorite because you never were experienced to that, um, that's fantastic. Like a couple years ago, I saw their production of Brain People, mm -hmm. and that blew me away. I loved it, and that one's one of my favorite shows. But that's it for theater news. Let's get into uh, our guest, Tom. He's staring at me blankly. <laughs> I startled him, and he grabbed his cup. Are you okay? I'm good, yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, so, I, I, and I'm going to introduce Tom, too. He's also a friend of mine, and uh, we've had the, the, you know, I've had the great good fortune to be able to work with him uh, in several productions. Uh, this season, at Little Lake Theater in uh, Cannonsburg, uh, you were able to see him at the first show of the season and Peter and the Star Catcher. Then he he just uh, uh, closed a few weeks ago in, he was uh, the title character in One Man, Two Governors. Now, there's some confusion on Facebook, for those of us who followed him on Facebook. Were you one man or were you the two governors? <laughs> I was the one man. Okay. Yes, yeah. My mother was confused if I was going to play the man or the governors. <laughs> she, she thought because I was cast as the man that I was maybe not good enough to play the governors. <laughs> but in fact... I was the one man, uh, the servant's character. Yes, yes. Um, and you're both of you are going to be coming up at a show there, uh, Middletown. Yes, it's a yeah. Will Eno play. I love Will Eno. And uh, I've been trying to kind of understand it. It's it's, uh, but I I I can I can kind of like cop to the fact that when I read plays, I don't usually get it anyway. I, they're not, I guess I'm more of a visual person, mm -hmm. so when I read something, I don't always get it. I have a really hard time reading scripts because I end up playing each part, and it takes forever, <laughs> and it just does, I don't know, I just, reading scripts in general. Yeah, I'm the same way. It takes, like, I really have to, like, set aside a good chunk of time to delve yeah. in and be like, oh, okay, Yeah. here's X. Exactly. When you're bringing yeah. down a script, it's difficult for it's me. It's often and not until a read-through that I get a good sense of what's yeah. going on and where everybody is coming from, their character. Yeah, when I'm trying to like read just by myself, it's very difficult to make sure I get everything. Mm -hmm. But the additional voices... There's that. Too. There's yeah. that. <laughs> oh, you mean from the play or just the ones there, that are usually that. in your head? <laughs> there's that, yeah. Oh. Well, I'm kind of... Uh, uh, Framing it for my own reference as uh, as uh, um, um, our town in Kansas, you know, or you know some Midwest, you know, our town kind of thing. So there's that. That's how I'm framing it right now until we have a read through. And it's being directed by Pawnee Conomus John. Did I pronounce her name? Correctly? Yeah, yeah. And she directed the Prime of Miss Jean Brody at Little Lake last year. Which was stellar. Yeah. I thought it really was, and it got very well received all the way around. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so let's just get into it, Tom. 
How did you? <laughs> <laughs> How? What drew you to theater in the first place? What drew me to theater? Yes. I don't know. I started acting in the third grade. I was Papa Geppetto. <laughs> I've been playing 54 or older since then. And I am not 54 or older. But, um, Keep telling yourself that. That is true. But um, no, I didn't get cast as a younger character. and I got cast as a character in his 20s when I was in my early 30s. And that was the first time I got cast. But I always played older characters um but yeah i started in, in the third grade and performed in school plays and everything all the way through high school um fiddler on the roof was my senior musical the best i've ever done according to my mother <laughs> <laughs> which is disheartening but i think kind of the truth of that so there's that um and i studied at point park um and then i lived in new york for years and i did a lot of Sketch comedy, I didn't do a lot of theater in New York. I did a lot of sketch comedy, um, mainly with a group called Homegrown Sketch Comedy, H-O-M-E-G-R-O-A-N, Sketch uh, Comedy. Uh, was started by uh, people that I, friends that I went to college with, and uh, we performed all over the city and ended up at Caroline's on Broadway with a regular gig there. So that, And then that kind of phased out. Um, and then most of the theater I've done has been in Pittsburgh. All right, then. Uh, so why do you keep coming back to theater? Is what I guess what I'm trying to say, like, okay, why, why this, do you enjoy? This might be an existential, if that's the right word, answer. But, I mean, as, as you get older and your life becomes less and less controllable in a lot of ways, the world of a play is such a controlled world. There's a beginning, middle, and end to the story that you're telling, you're in control of what's happening, where you're moving, what you're saying, the arc, and there's a catharsis at the end of every performance, sometimes really good, sometimes <laughs> not so good, depending on, you know, if you were hitting it that night or not. And I think there's something about living in that controlled world for that two hours or whatever that's very safe. So if that's a highfalutin answer to the question that's that's sort of a reason yeah i'll take it i completely understand it's one of the things i enjoy about theater is not so much that it's very controlled but the fact that if i'm having a bad day i can let it go and just be someone else for two hours mm -hmm. or however long the plays it play is if you're doing three sisters you're gonna be there for six hours but i digress <laughs> yeah uh Speaking of three sisters, Which we've done. Yeah. We're, we're still there. We're still there. <laughs> we are still we there. We all three did the three sisters. Yes, we did. We were not the three sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I was Masha. Um, <laughs> and one of my favorite memories to work with you is uh, three sisters. I don't know how it came about. You just busted out gave or shin one day, and it still makes me laugh when I think about it. We did that uh, a lot of, well, a lot of times when you do a show that runs over several weeks, you do a brush-up line-through rehearsal. We've all done those. Yeah. We both, yeah. So we had our brush-up rehearsal for that. And Did it only come out of brush-up rehearsal? Because I... Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It never came out during the performance. No, I'm, I, I figured it came out like during rehearsal. No, like, that happened at the, I think it, I, you know what, now I'm not sure. No, I think it was a, it was, it was a brush-up rehearsal or a final... It wouldn't have been a final dress because I wouldn't have screwed around with that. Yeah. 
But I think the brush-up rehearsal, the director said, you can do what you want. I know you're going to screw around. Just make sure you say every line. <laughs> so I decided to be a big gay version and then, <laughs> which is what I felt like because I'm big and gay and I was kidding. <laughs> I was less big than I am now, but I, I was so big and I was so gay and, uh, and I was Rishin. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to kind of, it was kind of an improv experience in terms of like style of the yeah. character was sticking to the script. Um, which in one man, two governors, I did a lot of, uh, improv with the audience. And that was, that was a lot of fun. It was, completely out of my comfort zone. Uh, I would say a good, I don't know how much, a good, I don't know what percentage of it was. Oh, I'd say a good, there was a good 30% of it where you're, you know, there's a sides to the audience and there's kind of bringing the audience in on the, on things. And, and uh, the night I was there, you actually had double my, um, was the sandwich gag. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to, I had the sandwich, and he was going to be asking for a sandwich, and then there was this drunk woman in the audience that said, I have a sandwich! Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't know which one to go to. <laughs> yeah. There's, there was an audience plant who was supposed to have a sandwich, and the character asks for a sandwich, and the audience plant says, I have a sandwich. There's a whole bit that develops out of that. Most of the bits developed during rehearsal, and they kind of stuck. Some of them were fresh each night, or at least the tone of it was fresh each night. But that night... A drunk woman claimed to have the sandwich, and she also claimed to be a man when I asked for a man to come on on stage for a bit that required a man. So she was she was she was enjoyable that night. <laughs> yeah, but um, don't gender her. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, well, you did. Um, was it last year? What did you do down there? I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Last year I did Loot, and the year before that I did... Little Hotel. A Little Hotel on the Side, which we both did. Yeah. That's two years yeah. ago? Yeah, that was... I was supposed to be in that. 2015. And then I had to drop out, unfortunately, because uh, I got the Newburgh Festival. So, yay. Um, listener, if you're like, this episode is meandering and going nowhere, you're right, because we're very much getting back into the swing of things after being off for two months. So, you got that to enjoy. Uh, well, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, about the process down at Little Lake because I think it. some people can identify. You know, if if you do any acting, if you're involved in any of the productions, um, Tom had made the comment that uh, a little while ago that that was one of the first we had a bit of a cocoon in 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 the uh, theater company that we worked in for a while. And Little um, Little Lake was branching out for you. And it was, I mean, it was for me, too, when we did a little hotel. It was really branching out from kind of a, a safe place to being out in the, a, a little more in the big, bad world of uh, theater around Pittsburgh. And the fact that Little Lake has, is such a, <clears throat> it's such a mainstay. It's yeah. a, this is their 68th or 69th season or something. 69th, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they've been around forever, but it's been really... Just the people that you meet that you realize, I've said this before, theater in in Pittsburgh is actually a very small community, co- comparatively. And so you run across people that, you know, you've done shows with and they end up down at Little Lake and they've done, you know, you've all done theater at different places in Pittsburgh. But you're finding 
you feel like there's networking that's going on with the you know working down there at Little Lake. Definitely. Are you finding that? Yeah, particularly with one man, two governors. The cast, aside from being incredibly talented, and uh, they, they were very supportive. I really felt like there there's a network of mostly actors just who just are supporting each other and um, getting each other out there for other work. And that's really nice to feel. And it's, you're right, for me it was going to Little Lake was branching out from the smaller group. And it's a, it's a larger experience. It's, they're generally large audiences. It's bigger shows in terms of style, especially these the broad farces that I've done there. And it feels really good. It feels like a step in a really positive direction in the Pittsburgh theater scene. So it, I think it helps you gain confidence too. I mean, for myself, uh, you know, speaking for myself, I felt just more confident about going out to other auditions. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Because at this point, chances are somebody's seen you in something and you might be going bef before directors or, you know, uh, people that are running other com other theater companies that are their producers and stuff that have actually seen you in something else, particularly when you branch out to someplace like Little Lake. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've just felt a lot more confident. Yeah, I think once you branch out of the, a cocoon, as you succinctly put it, and go into, uh, take like your first big steps into the big bad world of regional theater, I guess, or just local regional yeah. Well, there's, um, there's a lot of crossover. I mean, there's a lot of equity actors who work for Little Lake, and there's it's, it's a lot of there's a lot of gray area in terms of, I, I guess the theater scene yeah, in general. Yeah, especially like the I'm trying to think of a way I want to phrase it. the smaller theaters, but are still but theaters that are still big around here, like Stage Sixty Two, Little Lake, mm -hmm. New uh, not New ha well New Hazlet Theater, but um, because if you're not like in downtown, you still know mm -hmm. the theaters around. But back to my original point, it's very freeing. I think when you've been in a certain troupe or a company for so long, and then you take your first step out and you land something. It could be uh, like happened to me. I got lucky and landed. In the, you know, had a role in the Farnsworth invention, or you could like get like three lines as a bellhop in a little hotel on the side, but you just, there's still that moment of, oh, I'm good enough to get things other places. Because yeah. I think for me, at least for me, if I'm in a company for a while, uh, like I was with the company we were cocooned in, you kind of grow accustomed to, A, the type of roles you always get, and B, you get this, maybe it's just me and my self-doubt issues, but you get this feeling like, oh, I'll just continue to audition here because I'm not good. I'm not going to go anywhere else. Right. Why, why do that when I can get, you know, bit parts here but still have fun? Mm -hmm. But I think it's a, I don't know what I'm rambling. Well, well we, I, no, go ahead. I mean, I, I think at a certain point you have to ask yourself what it is that you want to do. Exactly. Like what kind of work do I want to do? What companies are doing the kind of work that I, as an actor, want to do? You know, that's just once you get to that level. Of, um, I think you've, that's how you approach things a lot. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, and I, you know, one thing I can say as we, um, that's one of the points that I try to make, particularly with these podcasts is in, in in kind of giving shout outs to other companies that, and the work that they're doing and the shows that they're, that they're bringing forward because there's room, there's places. If you want something, you know, you want to do something different or you want to do something that's challenging or you want to find something that's very comfortable. I think it's all right. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you want family-friendly theater, there's places in Pittsburgh to go for that. If you want child tales, trust in sex and violence, there's places to go for that. <laughs> Just down the street. Yeah. <laughs> in my neighborhood. Exactly. <laughs> but I think Pittsburgh, I think, is a perfect microcosm that has every type of theater imaginable and i just love it here so much and one of the benefits that we that we have and i know that every theater company needs money it's not that you know you can't get away from it you have to have you have to pay rental you know even if you rehearse in somebody's house you still have to find a venue to actually do do a production mm-hmm. you have you know rights and stuff that there's every theater company needs money but it's not prohibitive here it's not like being in New York and having to pay a fortune yeah. for a space, right? you know, to uh-huh. do a show or rehearsal space or anything like that. So we have, um, I think it's just a, a broader opportunity here. And I keep saying, you know, we have 40 some theater companies and I just read that there's another one opening up and I don't have the details on it, but I just read about it. Um, Was it on auditions in that? I think so. Yeah, it's a theater company that I think specifically is catering to older actors. Oh, no, that's Silver Theater oh, Project. Silver Theater Project, which yeah. Is, yes, which I also am going to give a shout-out to. Uh, apparently, they, uh, they're getting all kinds of uh, interest. They, have, they actually have a pretty good mailing list, and they have a pretty good uh, group of people that have liked the page and that want to be involved. However, the men have been very slow at getting, uh, well, you don't qualify. You're I know, I don't 40. qualify. Huh. Uh, but I'm not but, over 40, and I have blue hair right now. So, but the, Well, that would qualify <laughs> blue hair. But, <laughs> but that the men are not forthcoming with their resumes and headshots, which they would like to have. So that's just from, you know, on behalf of Silver Theater Project, please get your headshots and resumes in. Men, quit, uh, you know. Men over 40. Yeah, quit procrastinating. Uh, but yeah, so there's that, but no, there's another, I want to say that it's in towards Greensburg maybe, but there's a new one. Um, and like you were saying, if you want to do kids shows, Gemini theater, Gemini theater, Mariposa theater. Yeah. Um, if you want little Lake does a little Lake, lot of little Lake does a lot of stuff. Well. Um, I know stage 62 has the children's show every year. Um, I think it's their first show of their season. Uh, their seasons, um, or if you want sex and violence, you got Rage of the Stage, you got all sorts of stuff. I can't think of anything else besides Rage of the Stage mm-hmm. right now, but well, that's uh, that's out there. That's out there. Uh, they take public domain things and make them horrific. <laughs> I wouldn't say horrific, just very much. They take G things and make them R slash NC seventeen. You, we didn't talk much about the New Works Festival. When, when is it happening? Oh, uh, very soon, yeah. I want to say. Because I, I actually just got a mailing on it. I should have grabbed it before I left the house. But um, 
Yeah, this is, I think, their 27th season of doing that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. 27 years. Yeah, because I was involved with the 25th anniversary year. Um, do they perform all... I, I'm confused. When I did the New Orleans years ago, I can't... I don't even remember where we performed. But I think all of the shows now perform at Off the Wall. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. All the, all the uh, main shows... I think they're still doing programs A, B, C, and D. I think they still have four programs. They all performed it on the wall or off the wall. It's not they. They changed Carnegie Stages. Carnegie yeah. Stages. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Carnegie yeah. Stages. Um. Well, that's a Pittsburgh thing, you know. Yeah. Naming things. I still call Key Bank Pavilion Starlight Amphitheater. So, yeah. But all four product, all four programs are at Carnegie Stages. Which we didn't talk about in the news segment. Did you hear about um, the Handmaid's Tale? The Handmaid's Tale yeah. protest that they did because someone defaced their building. They yes, because they did a fundraiser. They they did a performance, and I don't even know what it was. I I, I didn't read that far into it when it was coming up, but they did a per, per, a performance of something, and half of the proceeds were going as a fundraiser to Planned Parenthood. And this happened like during the time of when there was the funding, the proposed funding cuts for Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I don't really know how that all shook out, you know, eventually. But there were protesters that are being headed up by the Ukrainian Catholic Church that's in Carnegie. It's based out of there. Okay. And the protesters defaced the building. Yeah, by putting I'm, stickers on the windows at the and now there's a there were some some people that uh, and I think that's actually tonight if I'm, I'm I think it was content, like today yeah uh, that some people that dressed in Handmaid's Tales costuming were going to go and protest the protesters and the and the defacing of the building and my understanding is that they are trying to get get into a mediated conversation Hans uh, Grunert and um, the priest at the Ukrainian church that headed this up and get them into a conversation with each other to just kind of mitigate the the high feelings that are that are going yeah. on and the, and the emotionalism that's going on um, but it is about the, the fact that they were funding or providing, you know, money to uh, Planned, Planned Parenthood. Parenthood and I, that's the protest. Yeah, and I think one of the things they took issue with, they were doing a one-woman show called Sex Work, about oh, sex yes. work. It, yeah. Yeah, she did, yeah, it was a one-woman show, and it was written uh, about, um, and, and a lot of the content of it, of, of that particular piece, was that how much victim like that they're that sex workers are often victimized that they're you know uh that they're abused yeah it, it wasn't just yay let's be a sex worker it was you know there was really some heavy content in that about the you know what the results are and the consequences of that of that lifestyle so again it's kind of like a knee-jerk reaction and I mean, you know me as a conservative, but I find that I find that type of protesting to to be really distasteful. I I don't I don't agree with you know going after a venue 
if you have something to to protest, you don't deface property. You yeah. Don't, you know, you don't abuse people's um, public livelihood yeah. and that that kind of thing. I think there's ways to do it that are much more effective and. And I mean, I, I I don't have a problem with people being outside with with picketing signs, as long as they don't disrupt people coming and going. Yeah, from, be peaceful. From it. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm. I've always said you're entitled to your own opinion. Just don't, you know, don't detract from somebody else's, you know, ability to get their opinion out there as right, well. Right. Right. So we went off the rails on that, yeah, and okay. I felt like it was okay. Okay. I'm okay. all right with it. Yeah, me too. Let's get back to Tom. Yes, Tom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know, I guess, I guess as an actor, I'm uh, still mostly stuck on the last show that I just did because it's so... Yeah. Recent. It's a recent, um, and it was a stretch for me in many ways. But you asked about why act, or yeah. what kind of... Um, a lot of whenever you do a show, what we as as actors we get compliments from people, you know, after a show, whatever. Um, and one man, one older man, said to me after one man, two governors, "Thank you for sharing your joy." And I thought that that was mo the most significant compliment I think I've gotten from any show. But that is what it boils down to. You're out there sharing part of your your joy, um, and I think a lot of actors who who work in Pittsburgh, uh, who maybe are working for for no money or for very little money, and it all becomes very difficult and kind of disheartening in a lot, in a lot of ways. But if you're finding that joy and you're out there and you're sharing it, I I do believe that every time you put forth that kind of energy. It's going to come back in some, in some way, so that's that's another kind of reason that keeps me performing, and it feels good. It feel, you know yeah. when, when you're not when you're not sharing it, then you become not miserable, but it just it just it's a it's a really good feeling to let it go. Yeah, you know. Um, ironically enough, I was down at Wild Card in Lawrenceville today. Which if you have if you have not got that gotten there yet, it's fantastic. It's this little card shop, and they do like off the wall, you know, greeting cards. They got um, art you can buy. They got clocks you can buy. T-shirts, everything. I love it there. Uh, wild card. If you're listening, you're fantastic. Don't change. Um, but one of the little posters you could buy there was I make things because I feel sad if I don't, and yeah. I think that perfectly encapsulates. One of the reasons why you act, one of the reasons why I act is because it's fun and it feels good to put yourself out there in that aspect. Right. Yeah. Well, at some point, as, as I think a lot of artists get to the point where they think, well, I, I'm not going to give unless I'm getting back what I think I should. And then that, I think, leads to a lot of depression and a lot of problems. But, you know, um, not that you shouldn't get what you deserve. But uh, withholding what you have is not the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because it's actually that liberty and the the joy and the sense of satisfaction uh-huh. is really what you deserve. I mean, that's that's the good stuff that comes yeah. back online yeah. yeah. on it. So uh, you know, so unless you put yourself out there to do that, that's not going to happen. Uh-huh. But I, you know, 
I just do it, you know, because it makes me look good. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel superior. So that, you know, you narcissist. <laughs> Um, I thought I'd try that on today. <laughs> what, being a narcissist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're an enigma wrapped in a little wrapped in bacon. In bacon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that you mentioned um, people talking to you after shows, mm -hmm. one of the compliment or just comments that I've gotten over the course of me acting that has always stuck with me was I was doing... Go Back for Murder at Penn State New Ken, um, which, if you listen to our episode of Dan Kirk, we may have talked about. Yeah. Um, and a, Dan told us, a gentleman came up and said, are you guys still doing the show today? Because it was the first time he convinced Penn State to let us do a matinee, and it was like the first good Saturday of spring, so no one was there. Um, but this elderly gentleman comes up to him in the lobby before the show and says are you guys still doing the show? And Dan says, yes. And he goes, oh, good. And the gentleman goes, oh, good. I've seen every Agatha Christie play except this one. And I can't go to the older, you know, later show because it's past my bedtime, but I'm here today. <laughs> and I think that perfectly embodies that whole, if you can reach or touch just one person with your performance, mm -hmm. that's good enough for me. I may not get paid. I may spend you know, 40 bucks on gasoline, getting to and from the theater over the course of rehearsal for one week. But just knowing that I made that gentleman's day brighter yeah, just makes me happy. I had someone come up to me after a show and say, I have to tell you, the water fountain in this building is the best water fountain I have ever had. And they walked away. <laughs> I will never for honor or forget that. I'm sorry, okay? It was a really good water fountain. It actually was a really good water fountain. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the, the comment that I... <laughs> Did you say thank you? Huh? I, I was kind of stunned, and I just looked at them, and it was funny. Uh, they looked at you, you looked at them for 10 minutes, and then you yeah. left. Uh, well, we're about 41 minutes into this. What do you say, Roberta? Should we... Uh, Call well, it a day. Yeah, I just want to encourage people to get out there. We've got uh, Red Hills that's opening at Quantum. Yes. Uh, uh, the auditions are coming up for Sideshow from... I, I know, I can't think of the company either. We should write this down. We should. I don't know why we don't, you know... Because I'll go across something and say, Hey, I, we're going to mention that on the podcast, and then I forget, so... Uh, but look, uh, uh, auditions in that at on Facebook. They do a pretty good listing of stuff that's coming up. Yeah, I've gotten jobs off that. It's, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yes, then Big Fish is coming up. Uh, With, yeah. Spencer uh, Whale. Directed by a friend of the podcast, Spencer Whale. Um, New Hazlet Theater, that's coming up. Um, I know it's next weekend. Maybe yeah. this weekend as well, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, Mr. Burns, uh, an electric play, 12 Piers, is, uh, I think, actually closing this weekend, so... Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they have matinees or not. I'm not sure. Uh, Cloud Nine, Through Line, Henry Heyman Theman Theater, opened last night. It goes through to next weekend. A whole bunch of stuff. Just go out and enjoy theater. There's a really good show that's going to be coming up at... Uh, uh, at um, Theater Factory. It's called All the Boys, I believe. 
And they are having auditions this week, I believe, for that. But that's Theater Factory in Trafford. Uh, that's going to be a really interesting show. It's a Vietnam veteran era uh, shows show, and I think it's a you know it's a it's a different subject matter than mm -hmm. they usually do. So I think that will be interesting. Jekyll and Hyde is going to be going up at uh, McKeesport Little Theater, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, just like I said, auditions and that. And uh, what's that theater? Pittsburgh Theater. There's a Facebook page that uh, is really pretty pretty comprehensive about stuff that's going on too. Yeah, so I'm actually looking up auditions in that right now yeah. just to um, do, do, do Mr. Burns. Do, 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 do. But those are really good resources for the for the area. Um, Pittsburgh in the round also will do. Uh, kind of, you know, uh, shout-outs for stuff that's upcoming. So yeah. you can keep track um, there, too. And also, Nonstop Broadway, previously Hamilton's Pittsburgh. Uh, their August show's coming up, August 26th. Uh, I'm trying to find, you mentioned Jekyll and Hyde. I'm trying to find what company that's for, but I can't find it. Uh, do, 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 well, auditions for Sin, the Seven, Voyage, Seven Voyages of Shin, Sinbad with uh, <laughs> Shinbad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Steel City Shakespeare Center, but auditions, we can't recommend that Facebook group, Facebook group enough. Right. It's fantastic. Right. Uh, so let's just go ahead and end this out. Okay. A theater that is recorded, edited, and produced by Andrew Wolf and Roberta Hans and executive produced by Stephen Croner. Our guest today has been Tom Patrolapak. Tom, are you on Twitter at all? No. No. Okay. Get on Twitter. All right. Roberta is on Twitter at, at Hans Roberta. I am on Twitter at, at Caesar, C E A S A R 209. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Hell will join Saraha, Saraha, or however you pronounce it if you want. Just follow us. Um, <laughs> let us know what you think. Leave a review. Rate us on iTunes. It helps us. New people discover the podcast. And uh, as always, we say it every show, good night, and good, good theater. theater.